0: You are listening to Waffle, the bite-sized podcast with Paul Jenkins. First broadcast on Rossendale Radio on the 25th of April 2021. This week, ahead of Paul's virtual Everest climb, he talks to Melanie Southworth, a local resident who has actually been to the summit. She talks about her failed attempts, her successes, and how this may end in a brand new book. Playing more of
1: the songs you like. This is 104.7 Rossendale Radio. Good afternoon, welcome to 104.7 Rossendale Radio. It's time for the Waffle Hour, where of course we speak each week to authors and writers and, and people of all sorts of uh, different uh, backgrounds that, that come and talk about words. and. This afternoon, literally coming to talk to me. This is the first time I have had a live interview in the studio for just over a year. Melanie fabulous, Southworth. Fabulous. Good afternoon. How are you doing? Thank you very much for having me on, Paul. I'm thr- thrilled to bits. I feel quite honoured. Welcome to Rossendale yeah, Radio. It's it, it's lovely to have you. In. And I was gonna, It's as I say, it's, it's something we've got to get used to again. We're kind of opening up the world again. Yeah, um, but yeah. uh, we we should say for everybody at home, we are we are socially distant. Yes. We have a screen between us, which is quite nice. Um, and you're here to talk about your writing which we will get on to in just a little while um but it's also very good timing because of course uh, I, i'm about to go and do this challenge on some stairs apparently going up a virtual version of everest something you've actually done
0: uh, yes back it, yeah back in the day but i'd say that it's equal how many times do you have to go up and down those staircases
1: 853
0: yeah i was out of breath coming at once so yeah. you know not that i should probably admit that <laughs> <that's
1: true. laughs> it is there's quite a lot of the 61 stairs there believe there me it, i counted
0: there is, yes
1: yeah <laughs> i wish you all the best with it it's it, it should be going okay the training's going not so bad yeah
0: fantastic um
1: but uh, honestly this is this is the question that I, I i mean i posed this to a few people and i said what what do i ask somebody that's been up everest and actually been up to the summit and everyone just kept kept going why that's that's the question why is it is always the when somebody's done something these magnificent feats it i mean obviously the the answer is it's there but what was your driver? Why, why did, you, did you decide, you know what, I want to get up this mountain?
0: I think I just, fe- I, I mean, I very much fell in love with the uh, with the valley. I mean, a, a little bit of background. I've got a cute little picture of when I was about five going up Holcomb Hill with <laughs> my best buddy, Zoe Schofield. <laughs> and um, and I went off on a, rather ironically, I went off on a school trip with Hazelhurst mm. School in Ramsbottom when yeah. I was ten to see the Matterhorn. Right. And actually got terrible vertigo, oh my strangely goodness. enough. So I don't think it was that. And uh, my family uh, had a, a business in Berry Cole, South Southend Sons, and my mm. dad came back one day with a stack of old Nat Geo magazines, and there was a picture which must must have been from the 1953 expedition <laughs> of uh, of Fred Hillary and Tenzing Norgay on the front of it. Right. And uh, anyway, I went to Nepal for the first time when I was 19. You know, I knew absolutely nothing and just completely fell in love with the uh, the country. But I didn't actually go up to the Everest Valley until I was 21 extremely unfair (laughs) and uh, and absolutely just fell in love uh, fell in love with The Valley and it's my it's my reboot uh, place. Mm. I try and go up there at least once, once or twice a year if I can drag people up with me. I do because it, it's a very, very it's a sacred valley. And it's very, very special. Mm. And I, uh, yeah, and I just completely fell in love with the mountains there. So I started off trekking, and you know, and then eventually up
1: you started heading upwards. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. Yeah, the only way is up, as you say. <laughs> yeah,
1: that, not one of your song choices, Southend, but it would have been perfectly apt. That's true. Um, I, I, it's, I mean, you mentioned that you obviously grew up in, in Ramy, and yes. uh, uh, sort of have that sort of it's interesting you're talking about home but it sounds like nepal is as much your home it is, as, it is. As, as the valley is
0: yeah it is very much i have a friend that always teases me and says that my heart lies at the foot of mount everest mm. and it allows me to stretch out to other places in the world and come back to ram's bottom but it always snaps me snaps me back it's like i glow like a lovesick teenager when i talk about the, the those mountains and that particular uh, valley so i always find a way of heading back there at some point
1: see there's the writer in you coming out as well you <laughs> we've got metaphors coming in before we even get on to the writing um now, now this it sounds like as if there was a simple way to do this yeah. um, you decided no 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 they, we won't do the simple thing because actually it will take me three attempts in That's order true. to get up to the top of this mountain yes um through no thought of your own i would like That's to point true. out uh, i believe on insurance forms they're referred to as acts of god
0: exactly um
1: just tell us a little bit about how it took such a a, a big cycle of three attempts to, to get up there
0: well i went to the mountain in 2014 with the intention of uh, uh, when people climb Everest, they have to do rotations on the mountain to acclimatize mm. and because the most pe- uh, one of the most dangerous parts of the mountain is the Cumber icefall, which i 'm sure people have seen on tv you 've got to cross, cross glaciers on others mm. and everything. I decided I wanted to acclimatize on a neighboring mountain called Island Peak mm. and Sleep High, which is at the equivalent of the uh, of camp one on on everest right. Uh so anyway we I went off to Island Peak and then we got news that a huge serac on the west shoulder of Everest had collapsed into the Cumberwise fall and had sadly killed uh 16 climbing Sherpas and it was actually the anniversary a couple of days ago Good of night. that that disaster and le- needless to st- say mm. that uh, closed the mountain. Yeah. Uh you know so yeah terrible terrible event so I came back. I went back in 2015 it had almost <laughs> exactly the same place. I'd just come down a File and Peak. And we had a huge earthquake. I think it was
1: 8.3. Which we all got news of over here. It was a big, big event anyway. But I was following that particular expedition that you were on. And um, you got trapped, didn't you, up in the the mountains while that was all going on?
0: No, I actually, I was was due back at Everest Base Camp mm, in the afternoon just after the, like we would have been back just after lunch. And uh, the avalanche, uh, the earthquake caused an avalanche uh, at base camp, which killed 29,000 people in the country, 23 people Mm. at base camp. And I basically against the like a salmon swimming in the wrong direction. Hmm. With everybody leaving base camp, we chose yeah. myself and the climbing Sherpa uh, Pember Sherpa that I was climbing yeah. with to go up to base ah, camp. Right. And we decided to uh, Pember to help the uh, the dead and dying hmm. basically. And I stayed up at base camp for ten days to help in any way that I could the Mm. clean up people find their uh, their equipment and all these Mm. kind of things so I was one of the last people actually the last climbers up at base camp um because I didn't want to leave until, you know, the place was absolutely devastated. So I helped as much as I could do.
1: And it was it was interesting watching how the the expedition had turned from that obviously very positive. We're going up at Mountain and yeah. we're gonna be and you know, all the preparations that had gone in and then, and then suddenly it becoming this relief effort. Um yeah, exactly. which, which is I know stayed with you and that you've you've got a very strong connection to the to the villages there.
0: I do, I do very but yeah, very much so. So uh yeah, so I spent ten days up there and did what I could and then I went back to Kathmandu and I stayed in Kathmandu and tried to organise uh eight and helicopter aid to a nunnery actually that got cut off by the earthquake Mm. in a different different parts of nepal and uh and basically we got a yeah we managed very very difficult in the you know event of an earthquake Mm. because the helicopters were were very very busy but we managed to get this food drop to these this very very remote nunnery that would have got no help if we hadn't have organized aid to them so i only came back after that, really,
1: it's uh, it's amazing how that you know one story can very quickly just turn into another. Yeah, uh, and I and, couldn't
0: leave. You know, yeah. these uh, I love these people. You know, I couldn't I couldn't just I couldn't leave no. until I'd done what I could. You know?
1: well, I tell you what we'll do. We haven't reached the summit yet yes. <laughs> in this story, <laughs> uh, and so what we'll do is we'll, we'll have your first song choice. Fabulous. All right, and then uh, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the about the actual reaching of the summit and a little bit about why you've decided to to make this a piece of writing. Yeah, um, and so no, your first choice, uh, just like paradise, paradise. Yes, but. David Lee Roth.
0: Yes, exactly. Nothing to do with the fact that David Lee Roth looked better in spandex than I ever did in the 80s, but the song, uh, it's a song that I listen to every time I go up into the valley, I have a mixtape mix, and it makes me supremely happy, because
1: that is my paradise. Excellent. This is just like paradise. Look for Ad Rossendale Radio on Twitter, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram. This is Rossendale Radio. Welcome back to rossendale Radio, and welcome back to the Waffle Hour. I'm joined by Mel Southworth, who's sitting opposite me. Uh, very much enjoyed David, David Lee Roth there, I think. Certainly did. <laughs> it's, uh, you can't f- go wrong, exactly. <laughs> uh, and uh, now we we ended uh, uh, not at the top of a mountain mm. in, our, in our previous discussion. Now, now we. What is it like when you get to the summit of the world's highest mountain you're literally higher than everybody else
0: uh is yeah i mean it's it's uh it's it it's impossible to describe really i mean i actually on the way on in the third year i you know quite a few of my sherpa friends were were actually joking with me in the third year after what had happened the first two years mm. saying don't come back <laughs> you're bad luck and i actually got pneumonia um in, in my third year which of course is a story for another time but I ended up, uh, unbeknownst to myself, I reached the summit, and I didn't actually know that it was at the summit. Strangely oh. enough, and um, and um, as it turned out, I summited at three thirty in the morning. Oh, so I didn't so actually get the view. And as mm. it turned out, I asked Tenzing, the gentleman that I was climbing with. Uh, Because I didn't realise we'd had such a good climb. And we were actually the first people to the summit. So after all that, those three years of disaster, Mm. I actually had nearly ten minutes on the summit um to enjoy the mountain before anybody else anybody, anybody else, else yeah. came up which was just anyway it was a full moon thankfully so i did get some view <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely ma- uh, magical and of course i asked my climbing sherpa no and the answer mm. i said there's no way we can stay up here is there for a bit longer and he's yeah. like uh no it's minus 35 oh my goodness and uh <laughs> and it was but it was so, but the northerner in me mm. uh, it appealed to my northern sense of humor <laughs> it's like really three times and i get up here too early
1: this uh, the, I, I have a, I have an equivalent story on a much smaller mountain i was doing a challenge uh, and i had to i, I was we, we had to get up and down snowden as quickly as possible yeah and we got up to snowden i was like this is lovely and they went lovely we're in a race get down again i was like no yeah, is, yeah. it's nowhere near as equivalent but it's its that feeling of but can i not just leave five minutes to enjoy this
0: yeah i was i was up there about 20 minutes but it was absolute and it was buddha's birthday and of course the sherpa people are buddhists mm. so they were thrilled to bits and we had this full moon on buddha's birthday Great. so for them it was a wonderful wonderful experience but i i wouldn't swap it for the world but i was joking that my summit picture mm. is black the background <laughs> is black i don't have the iconic picture with the flag and the curvature of the earth but i wouldn't have swapped it for the world
1: it's like the moon landings did it really happen
0: well exactly yeah and i ended up having the, uh, and with of course with i still had pneumonia and i it's to this day i have no clue how i managed to have such a good climb and that's why i didn't know i was at the summit I've read every book. I know the Hillary Stat, the balcony yeah. and all these landmarks. But I thought, Well, we can't possibly be there because it's only half three in the in the the morning. I think we got up there in about eight and a half hours from the south um South coal and yeah
1: see this is the thing is that for, for people like me you get this cartoonish image of you know just a single flag and a little plaque and a gift shop and a, you know, it, yeah. and of course it's not like that as you mentioned it's minus 35 up yes. there you can't spend a huge amount of time on the no, summit no. Uh, it's also a very busy mountain isn't it
0: it is a busy mountain I mean there's a lot of uh there's a lot of reasons why it's a busy mountain which mm-hmm. obviously we don't we don't have mm-hmm. the the time to go into now but uh, but absolutely I know this sounds like a bit of an oxymoron but mm-hmm. it is a massive massive mountain I know yeah. that <laughs> that seems to that seem, but you, but that that seems to be go without saying. But basically, it's climbing one mountain to get to Base Camp, so it's fabulous when people track up there, massive mm. achievement. It's another mountain to get up to the South Coal. and then the the real climb begins. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's 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 magnificent.
1: And this is where we come onto your book, and yes. you, have, you decided. Well, you started this 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 journey of writing, talking about the the, the climb, but actually, yeah. you realised that 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 took you right back to your own story and it's become more of an autobiography, hasn't it? It
0: has. I I actually, I sent a proposal to a a, a very good agent in London and it was all crash, bang and wallop and stories about mountains and oxygen systems failing (laughs) and everything. But I'd started telling a little bit about growing up in Ramsbottom with my very charismatic, (laughs) slightly alcoholic father, Ken, and uh, they absolutely loved it and they said oh tell us more about that you know growing up in the 70s in ramsbottom Mm. i didn't think they'd have any interest in it they said they made the mistake of saying to me please start at the beginning Ah. <laughs> so i did and that's why it's taken me it's been harder to write the book than it has to actually climb everest <laughs> because i i made the mistake of doing that so i've ended up with this war and peace of
1: uh memoir it is a, 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 it is an interesting dichotomy there of of you've got the adventurer in you who, who by the sounds of it as, as as much as your everest adventures we've covered it sounds like you've been all over the globe in all sorts yeah. of different places from chatting been to very you. fortunate exactly and but at the same time you know the the, the idea of sitting down at a desk and writing something is much is that have been a real challenge
0: it's a huge challenge, and I also don't like living in the past you know i'm very much live i'm a very uh, glass half full positive person, and obviously i've had to relive some dark moments in the book, especially mm. what happened with the with the climate and everything but uh, I do find that very, very difficult but I do love 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 writing and this is my first book i've made a lot of i 've learnt my craft from writing this book, mm-hmm. so even though it's taken me a long time. I probably needed that to actually know how to to write effectively and i'm hoping it will be the first of a series of books i i'm hoping this won't be one and done perhaps. i was gonna say
1: I, I get the impression there will be more adventures to come thanks. yes
0: <laughs> i just can't wait but i've yes i can't do anything until this book is finished <laughs> yeah. i've banned myself from even planning anything else until yeah you're,
1: this book you're, is you're not allowed to you know even go anywhere near some sort of branch of millets to you no. know to, to stock up on stuff it's not no, allowed
0: i'm banned <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's embarrassing at this stage how long it's taken to write
1: no we it we, will get there and uh, we're, we're uh, go into a little bit more detail about the sort of structure of the book uh, in a little bit now you've gone uh, you've ve- very cleverly gone on to the rock theme here yes uh, I, I mean we and i mean it's got, we got to acdc next
0: yes well it's, it's got to be
1: it's a long way to the top it really is isn't it
0: it is 8000 ish meters yeah it's a long
1: way <laughs> it's, it's a, a
0: hoof way. as they would say
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is acdc this is your very own rothendale radio Good afternoon. Welcome back to The Waffle Hour. It's the final part of my uh, talk with Melanie Southworth about her adventures on Everest and, uh, and her writing and, and how this has sort of been encapsulated in your book. And we we were talking a little bit about where on earth, when your book is completed and finished, and where it's going to sit in Waterstones or, or in a bookshop. You know, what genre is it going to fit in? Is it a self-help book? Is it an inspirational book? Is it a travelogue? Where, where are we going to put it? I think
0: I think probably it'll be in, in memoir. I mean, the you know the book is very much not about everest I mean the mm. the final part of it is obviously about Everest mm. but it's very much about a small town regular girl you know growing up in the north of England and uh and making actually a bit of a mess of my life at one point I ended up weighing near the best part of nineteen stone and completely miserable living in this beautiful but remote farmhouse in, in Ireland mm. and did a very much neat pray love uh a walked away from everything my relationship my house and everything and set off completely terrified to sri lanka of all
1: places there you go why i do not know I, well, why not that's if you're going to pick it put a pin in a map maybe i don't exactly. know. exactly
0: beautiful beautiful country and i spent the next 15 years uh, basically um i had a wonderful moment not wanting to name drop but mm. i had a wonderful moment with peter hillary Sedman hillary's son right at everest base camp a few years ago and he we were looking up the uh, you know the mountain towards camp one and he jokingly said to me do you think anybody will be noticed if we run off and go up there <laughs> which i thought was <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) But he actually said to me, he said, you and I have peripatetic souls, meaning Mm. we like to wander, we like to, and so I very much spent 15 years of my life having all kinds of adventures. I bought a horse and I travelled in Chile and all these kind of things. And of course, ultimately culminating with the climbs in Everest. But the book really only had one... Uh, motivation for writing the, that book and that was to, for people who are struggling, who have made mistakes in the life mm. uh, to basically sit down on a park bench next to mm. them and say, you know what, it's alright yeah. you know, you can't control everything you can control the six inches between your ears mm. And uh, and that you can make a mess of your life, and it's all right, you can turn your life around, you can go on to achieve wonderful things, and I'm sure I may make a mess of my life again, you know, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a human being, so that was the motivation pretty much for the, for the book, so it's very much memoir, inspirational, of course Crash Bang Wallop, adventure at the end and all these kind of things, but...
1: It's uh, and it is. It sounds as if it's a it, it's a fascinating journey, and the, and the idea of you know that I'm I'm assuming that you cover the you know the time in Sri Lanka, and there'll be you know the, you know times on horses and all sorts of other things. And it's I, I think there's an adventurer in all of us, and we we have that that kind of desire to learn about things. Most of us don't leave our own front doors. Mm. Most well, we haven't done for the last year, um, but you know most of us sort of dream of these sort of very exotic places. I know that I've, we've got the computer screen always comes up at the moment with the with a new place, and actually the Sri Lanka came up the other day. And I went, i really want to go there and then my brain was going but you've got all sorts of things to do you've got this you've got these responsibilities here there and everywhere and i think it's the stuff of people's dreams and you being able to encapsulate that in words for people is going to be a great escape isn't
0: it it is but ultimately i mean especially after what we've gone through over the last 14 months as well i mean it's this pandemic has basically nailed you know nailed my feet to the ground as it's (laughs) nailed everybody's feet Mm. to the ground but you don't have to go off to foreign you know climbs to have these wonderful adventures mm. i've had as much pleasure of last couple of weeks i didn't i moved into rotten just before the pandemic didn't know anything about the area long mm-hmm. story and i've been going out with a wonderful 81 year old Kilt-wearing gentleman, excellent. Yes, called Robert Macdonald, who is an <laughs> absolute delight, and he and a group of lovely people from uh, from Rottenstall have been showing me the local hills. I've that 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 first song, Dave Lee Roth, you mm. know, Paradise and all these kind of things. I've felt the same joy from being up in these foothills over the last couple of weeks as I would have been any anywhere. So you don't have to go off somewhere to foreign climb have adventures. Everybody in these valleys, you know, Rottenstall and Ramsbottom, we've got Holcomb Hill. Yeah. I started off on Holcomb Hill when I was five. I went all the way around the world and I've gone back to going up Holcomb Hill every day. And yes, I've the usual COVID-19 pounds, you know, and white people have put weight on mm. and all this kind of thing, but um but all you need to do is put on a pair of walking boots we, we were made to walk you don't have to go somewhere fancy no. we we'll live in a beautiful beautiful part of the
1: world that's the thing is that and i learned this when i did a marathon through the valley uh, is that it is quite hilly yeah uh, and, uh, <laughs> and at the time i was cursing the decision to do a marathon in the valley but at the same time when you when you do see when you get up at it, and actually we, we were driving between Haslingdon and, and ramspot on the other day uh, and my son looked out the window and he went we're lucky to live here aren't we, we? are yeah. and it, it's it's some of the most beautiful views and we get we always talk about it here from we're up on the third floor here at the station uh, and it's just a joy especially on a beautiful day like today yeah um so the the book what's that what's the time scale for this this is always a, a tricky thing for um, for authors uh, particularly for first-time authors have you been given any sort of uh, idea of when you might be at the stage of editing and when you're moving on to uh, publishing and all, all sorts of other no things?
0: i have uh, i have a very uh, a wonderful agent in in london and he basically said listen mm-hmm. finish it when you've finished it come back to us and the thing i have struggled with is is you know it's been far far uh, far mm. too long but i've given myself till the end of may because uh i because i've got to do i'm never going to get the thing finished yeah. and i'm hoping it should be out by the by the end of the year and now that i've said it on radio i've got to make it happen haven't i exactly
1: this is the thing <laughs> the moment you go public somebody goes well you said you'd have a book bye. oh exactly
0: And i'm sure i've got many <laughs> friends going yeah yeah right okay we'll see we'll see she's but been talking about this for years exactly <laughs> this has been way harder than ever climbing the uh, the big hill climbing everest but
1: uh I'm sure this is one of many media interviews you're going to be doing in the next two years or well, so well
0: we'll see well we'll, say hope, like, well,
1: we'll hope, certainly like. have you back at some point or another we'd love to uh, and, and please let us know when the launch is is I'd ready and to, uh, we'll, we'll get I it really sorted would. um now your final uh, your final song choice um uh, it, i'm very much about that reaching the top of the mountain uh celebration
0: yeah
1: <laughs> why, why why this
0: it's well, it's my absolute favorite song uh on the planet. I absolutely adore this song because I'm a very optimi- uh, optimistic positive person. obviously, you will be celebrating when you complete your everest challenge up the at the stairs here at the at um, at the radio station and everything and uh yeah, it's a song for everybody at the moment. We've all been through this horrible time we've all struggled, and you know uh, yeah, it's uh, whatever you're feeling if you're happy, go out for a walk, if you're sad, go out for a walk uh and, and play music like this anything uplifting just to get us through these final you know hopefully the final months of this situation that we've been in so uh
1: what a brilliant note to finish on yes thank you very much <laughs> thank you it is cool in the again 104.7 rossendale radio so there you have it. We come to the end of another Waffle the Bite Size podcast. My thanks go this week to Melanie Southworth uh, for coming into the studio. It's great to have a, a guest back in the studio again after all this time. Uh, and of course, enlightening us on her many adventures, uh, not least the one that went to, to the summit of Everest. I'm hoping that I will be able to do the same, albeit on some stairs uh, here at Rossendale Radio uh, to raise some money for the station. Uh, we'll keep you updated on that and the the, the the state of my knees by the ends of it. Um, thanks again again for coming on as well and talking about your writing and about developing a book and about getting into uh, that that sort of history of what you've done and also making it a story that people can really relate to uh, it was uh, fascinating to hear about that particular journey for you as well uh, my thanks as ever go to everybody at russendale radio for allowing us to broadcast on a sunday afternoon and of course to melanie kemp for all of her work editing waffle the bite-sized podcast we'll be back with you with another writer next week stay safe everyone